Welcome to the Sister Speak Show, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action. A talk show for great minds that create, inspire, and evolve. Sister, spiritual inspiration shared through the arts. Sister, spiritual inspiration shared through Ayana. When can you listen to the Sister Speak Show? At 7 p.m. Central. Tune in on the go or at your residence show. Spreaker YouTube, Alexa, or SoundCloud. Interviewing special guests that have been blessed and will bless us. Through spoken word and awareness, knowledge is wealth. If you gain it, share this in the streets, in the burbs, anywhere that we can be heard. It's about that time to elevate your mind. Feel the beat, sister speak. Come and eat a spiritual treat. It's about that time to stimulate your mind. Feel the beat, sister speak. Come and eat a spiritual treat. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Excuse me, my brothers and sisters, to the culture climate on the Sister Speak show. I am Ayana, the hostess, producer, and creator of the Sister Speak show. Kingdom Child Recordings is the executive producer of the Sister Speak show. Brothers and sisters, we have a jam-packed conversation that is going on this evening on the culture climate. You know, I really want to welcome all of my regular listeners, and I want to welcome back, excuse me, welcome for the first time, all of my first time listeners. You know, the Sister Speak Show is a cultural renaissance platform that is created to influence, (coughs) excuse me, a climate that is conducive to who you are and who you should be. No reckless entertainment, just responsible listening, nourishment. Now, this is how this goes down. On the Sister Speak Show, we are a six-segmented podcast, okay? Syndicated on Amazon Alexa, where you can catch the platform coming to the stage, the culture climate, the tour, the laugh line, as well as the search effort, okay? These podcasts are, excuse me, these segments are dedicated for you, my brothers and sisters. What can you catch on these podcasts? Special guest interviews live performances, in-studio interviews, and live on-location reports. The special guests, okay, who will be on the Sister Speak Show are from all over the world, all over the country, okay? You you never know where they're going to be calling in from, but they are dynamic and they are impacting the communities, okay, with their passions. So this is a talk show that will keep your mind and soul informed, energized, and encouraged. As I mentioned before, we are a cultural renaissance platform that influences a climate that is conducive to who you are. And who you should be, no reckless entertainment, Mm-mm. just responsible listening nourishment. We don't go dumb. We go wisdom, my brothers and sisters. With that being said, aren't you glad you tuned in? I'm glad you did because, oh, we're going to talk about it tonight, live, okay? Recorded live from Dallas, Texas to be exact. Cedar Hill, Texas to be exact. We're in Dallas, Dallas County. So let's get started, my brothers and sisters. Tonight's conversation is serious. It is deep. It is a conversation that takes place all over, but it's going to definitely take place this evening on this particular platform called the culture climate. The culture climate is a, is a segment that is dedicated towards, you know, bringing awareness 
and, and, and deep conversation to serious issues that affect our communities. If this is a pod, this is a six, I keep saying podcast, but this is a podcast, but this is a segment that is dedicated towards the hues. Well, what are the hues? H-U-E-S, an acronym, an acronym. What does it stand for? Hearing Unique Exceptional Stories. Bottom line. So we will highlight on certain shows, you know, exceptional stories about our brothers and sisters in the communities. And we really do that predominantly on every single podcast. But on the culture climate, you're going to get it raw. You're going to get it real. You're going to be uplifted. You're going to be rebuked. You're going to be upset a little bit, but then you're going to realize that it's all for your good. And we, we're, we're, we're helping each other. You know, we don't want to sugarcoat anything. If I sugarcoat it, then... I'm not doing my job. I like to give it to you real and honest, okay? Also, with a humble state of mind because I'm aware of who I am also. Let's get started. Tonight's topic on the culture climate. My brothers and my sisters. (laughs) Relationships. Yes, relationships. Sexual abuse. Sexual abuse. Behaviors, sexually transmitted diseases, and sexually transmitted deceptions. Oh, yes, I said it. See, you can listen to any podcast that you want to listen to, but don't you want to listen to one that has substance, focus, really, you know, has a has a somewhat of a scripted template to kind of keep it flowing and going. That's what this is about. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about what's affecting our communities, relationships, brothers and sisters. You know, originally I was going to do a show that just focused on the down low lifestyles of men and women. And, you know, the testimonies, the, the, the shared experiences, if you will, of brothers and sisters who have married someone who they later found out was living a down low lifestyle. Now, the down low lifestyle, you know, it can be very tricky. And I didn't want to put out just be talking to be talking. I wanted to do my research. I wanted to make sure that you could get a healthy understanding of where we were going with this. You know, it's not to bash. It's not to beat. It's not to, you know, uh, make someone feel worthless, okay? It is designed to just keep it 100. If I see you drowning... You know, I, I want to do what I can to try to help you come out of that state of drowning, okay? I can't save you, per se. I'm not a savior, but we have to talk about these issues. So I was going to talk about it, and I was going to talk about, you know, being married to, um, you know, getting married to somebody who's been delivered from being effeminate, somebody who... Uh, who has been delivered from being, who has been delivered from being, you know, a homosexual, someone who has been delivered from, you know, a, a, a really reckless lifestyle sexually, okay? But I decided to kind of switch it up, and I wanted to make it focus to where it could all flow with each other. Walk with me here. So let's, like I said, let's get started. When it comes to relationships, men and women, okay, it's tricky because 
Everybody is designed differently. You know, brothers do things one way, sisters do things one way, but at some point in time, we have to be able to get along and and understand each other and accept each other's shortcomings. However, when it comes to relationships, a lot of deceptive practices go on. And a lot of people do not know how to actually be in a relationship because of their childhood experiences. They're not really able to fully function in a relationship. And so a lot of times people prematurely or take what I call a false start, have a false start when it comes to engaging in relationships. And the next thing you know, you know, you begin to fornicate and then you have to deal with the soul ties and the repercussions of everything that comes with laying down with somebody who is not your husband, who is not your wife. So anyway, with our brothers and sisters, we have experienced some things in our childhood and even in our teenagehood and even in our adulthood that are shaping our minds and are shaping the way we are as sexual humans, okay? Now, I must say this in the beginning of this podcast. I am for celibacy. I am for abstinence. I am for waiting. No, I did not. I was not a virgin when I got married, but I can tell you one thing. I know some people say, you can't be a born-again virgin, but I, I decided to, to, be go, to go celibate. And anyway, when it comes to our relationships, we jump into something without healing. And when you are not healed, you become toxic to somebody else. So let's just talk about our brothers and our sisters for a minute in the communities. And and let's just talk about violence. You know, when it comes to relationships, violence that we have witnessed at a young age can impact significantly how we treat one another, how we respond to one another. So I decided to do some research and I came across a wonderful series of short clips that address directly the issues that are going on within our communities. We have brothers and sisters being very candid about the breakdown of the communication, the breakdown of the respect, the breakdown of the love, the breakdown of the loyalty, you know. We don't treat each other right all the way, brothers and sisters. You know we don't. And so we've got to find a way to repair it. So I came across Black Woman's Blueprint. This is a page on YouTube that has short clips that address the issues that we will dive into this evening. We may not be able to address everything, but we sure will get started. And whatever is left over, we will converse the next time when we meet again on the Culture Climate. Once again, brothers and sisters, you are listening to the Culture Climate on the Sister Speak Show. Welcome to all of my first time listeners, and we will be back after this commercial break. This is Ayana and I want you to listen. Hi, this is Ayana, the host of the Sister Speak show, and I want you to listen live tonight at 7 p.m. Central. Brothers and sisters, I apologize for that. I apologize for that. We'll be right back after this commercial break.
to listen live to the Sister Speak show this evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time to come in. This is. Sorry about that, brothers and sisters. Here we go. Here we go. I apologize. Next on the Sister Speak Show, Tuesday, January 2nd, coming to the stage. Wednesday, January 3rd, the premiere of the search effort. Thursday, January 4th, the culture climate. Friday, January 5th, the laugh line. Saturday, January 6th, the tour with Ms. Stiletto. And Sunday, January 7th, the platform with Danielle Lee. The Sister Speak Show, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action. A talk show for great minds that create, inspire, and evolve. Ooh, brothers and sisters, see, this is the thing about going live. It is real. I really apologize for that. I have everything queued up. I hit the wrong thing, and then you got to hear three wrong things. But guess what? We are back, and this is just what happens making sure that doesn't happen again. So anyway, you're listening to The Culture Climate. We're going to get into it. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about sexual abuse. We're talking about sexual trans- sexually transmitted diseases, sexual behaviors, and sexually transmitted deceptions. So, brothers and sisters, when it comes to the conversation, the question at hand is, how do you think violence, okay? How do you think violence has affected your life or a black woman's life that you know? So how do you think violence has affected your life? And how do you think violence has affected the black women or the black men that you know? Think about it. We've seen some things, so let's dive into it. How has violence impacted my life and other black women that I know? I'm going to tell you very honestly, I am a survivor of child sexual abuse from four and as an adult up into 31. I was molested when I was 11 um, by someone in the community who um, was a hairdresser, so he had access to women all the time. And I like had just hit puberty, was just figuring out like what my body was like, right? This affected all the women that I know. Um, to um, my sister, who was repeatedly raped by her own um, relatives in the family, and not being able to get any, you know, mental or um, services. Um, to being in college and seeing um, black women being raped and being attacked and assaulted and being given hush money to not say anything and nothing being done about it, not being talked about. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've done conversations with black women in this country of all different ages, black girls as well, teenagers, 20-somethings, 30-somethings, all the way up to their 70s like my mother, and they all say the same thing over and over again, black men ain't no good. 
that should be a warning signal, a, fl a red flag for us black men. Like, if this many black women are saying this, this many black girls are saying this across generations, across the country, what exactly, what exactly are we doing that is hurting black women? From what I see, from how I experience myself, how I see other black women experience themselves, um, how they experience their identity, how they experience their ability to move in the world, and um, mostly what violence has done is really stopped my expression and full freedom. For me personally, sometimes those things are hard to kind of grapple with or even touch because you're so used to trying to be strong or trying to just go with the flow of things or even normalize the act of, okay, it happens. It happens to us as black women. It's just another thing that we have to deal with and just kind of go with the flow and be resilient in doing it. Brothers and sisters, these clips right here are really designed to start the conversation. If you had the microphone, you too would be able to, you know, really speak about what you have witnessed and what you have experienced. I know that at a young age, I was violated and that has, that shaped a lot of my behaviors to to have your innocence violated to you know for someone to touch you for somebody to lay you down and 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 take advantage of you is a hard trial to endure especially as a child you know when you're threatened and intimidated and you know you may live in a household where it's you know go outside and let the wind take care of it you know uh you know you may not have lived in a nurturing home, but we all have, not all of us, but a majority of us have in some way, shape or form experienced something that was out of line as a young child taken advantage of. And it shapes the way you think. Some of you, even to this day, you, 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 you don't want to be touched even by your own husband. You're still having issues with that or you don't want to be touched by your wife, whatever it is, because some demon decided to violate you. OK, and throw off, attempt to throw off everything that you, you know, as normal. So the conversations have to be had and the patience has to be there. We have to be willing to take time out to heal and not get into situations that we're not ready to get into. And, you know, there's nothing worse than being in a in a in a relationship, in a marriage with someone who just doesn't get it or will take what you have experienced and throw it in your face or then become just like the predators that preyed on you. You know, it's real. So we all have to really open our minds this evening to receive the wisdom and knowledge that we are hurting. We do need to heal. We have seen and experienced some, some violating events in our lives. And if we don't talk about it, and if we don't get the proper healing, we will always really resort to dysfunctional behavior. You know, why am I doing this? How did I get here? How did this happen? You know, choosing to do things that you normally would not do, but because of the influencers, here you are. So how do you think violence has affected your life or the brothers and sisters that you know? And, you know, we're talking about sexual violence here, okay? Sexual violence. 
So as a brother, I'm just asking the brothers out here. Have you ever hurt a sister? Have you ever hurt a sister? Sisters, have you ever hurt a brother? Let's listen to this clip right here. And this is by the Black Women's Truth and Reconciliation Commission, a reckoning. Um, this is leading up to the Black Women's Truth and Reconcilia Reconciliation Commission in 2016. And this is basically strategic vi uh, questions about curbing the violence. Absolutely. We as black men have hurt black women again and again and again. I mean, I start with my own mother. She's in her 70s, but if you bring up my father's name, she still curses viciously when you just and she just hears his name because he hurt her very badly maybe psychological or emotional it's definitely possible uh, because one doesn't become mature overnight and so you make mistakes one of the mistakes that we can make in relationships is when you get angry and you say things in being vindictive and um and those things can hurt for life. At the time in which I haven't been an honest community member and times when I haven't been honest to my best friends, to my, and to myself, and whether it's in the regard of being on a rugby team and seeing, being on the sports teams in America and seeing the type of anti-black, anti-woman misogyny that happens and then you participate in culturally and... The black woman, she had to take the abuse of the oppressor and the oppressee. And what I mean by that is the world, the white man, and then the black man. He was oppressed and he came, brought it home to us. We, for a long time, had a vision of even what it means to, uh, to experience racism uh, that suggests that uh, we think that black men have it worse than uh, black women. Uh, I associate that vision with what I call the uh, endangered black male narrative, which suggests that uh, black men and black boys uh, suffer and are, and are in crisis in ways that black women aren't. Uh, but that's a vision of racial justice that obscures a whole array of concerns that, uh, that black women face. And it's a real uh, uh, injustice uh, to our community and an injustice to, uh, to black women and girls. It, it actually doesn't have to be my mother or my sister or my best friend in order to care. And that's often what we say. Well, if this was my sister, if this is my brother, I would do this. Well, no one requires a familial relationship when Eric Gardner was killed. No one required a familial relationship with Freddie Gray. Everyone just stood out. And the fact that we don't do that for black women, I think, is really troubling. And um, we all need to take deep looks into our own souls to really understand why that is. Brothers and sisters, you know, it is very crucial. And I really, really am so glad that I came across the Black Women's Blueprint. It's very important to understand that our tongues are lethal and sometimes you know you can when you're in the heat of the moment you can say some things that can be extremely nasty whether you're a male or a female the emotional abuse that we put on each other how does it benefit us 
I mean, brothers, how does it benefit you to completely dog out somebody who loves you and has your back? How, I mean, how, 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 how do you sleep? How, what is it? How can we help you to heal? You know, I know we can't change you, but brothers, you know, the emotional abuse has to stop, you know, uh, sisters, the emotional abuse has to stop and we really can hurt each other when it comes to getting into fights with one another. But once again, I believe that when two people are engaging in a heated argument, I think everything from their childhood up is, is resonating in the argument. You can tell when somebody has healed because if there is a disagreement, they're peaceful in their conversation with you, their communication. They're able to say, okay, you know, and have a calm demeanor. But somebody who's always popping off, yelling, acting crazy, and, you know, demeaning and uh, purposefully, you know, going below the belt, that's a hurt human. And that is someone who has not yet mastered the skills of communication and who has not, who nine times probably out of 10 has never experienced anything else that would replicate serenity and peace in a conversation. That's all they've ever seen is the pop-off. You know, there's so many layers to why someone acts the way they act. But I just want to encourage my brothers and my sisters to stop emotionally abusing each other. The, the effects of emotional abuse in a relationship, you eventually are going to make the person who you are abusing despise you, loathe you, no longer care about you. Because what once was a safe place is now a place of crisis. And if you're a male, your job is to be the protector. So who will protect your wife from you? Because you can't be a hero for your daughters and then be an abuser to your wife. You can't be ready to ride and jump in the car if somebody's messing with your sister, but then you're abusing your wife. You can't be a hero on the outside and be a villain on the inside. Now, this is not, like I've said before, I'm for both males and females, okay? I'm not here to bash one or the other. I'm balancing this out. But because men are stronger than women, because you are the head, the leader, there is a charge that has been given to you to do what a male is supposed to do. And I want to encourage you to find out through the word how you are supposed to be as a man. I'm not a man. I can only give you suggestions, but I know that there is a blueprint that has been laid out that can help you with the fruits of the spirit self-control, temperance, you know, meekness, you know, all those things. And now, now we're, of course, no, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. But what good is it to have to reap because you have abused 
your spouse. You know, I, 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 I encourage you, you know, when you get into it with your spouse, that you be willing to take a step back and not allow the, the devil, <laughs> the dark one, Satan, <laughs> to have his way in that argument. We must love one another and we must get along with one another. Well, there'll be times where you may not, you know, hey, I need my space, you know, so on and so forth. But the emotional abuser, you're going to get all the space that you need because eventually the Lord will remove that individual who you are hurting out of your life. They, you know, the glow is gone. The love is gone. They don't care anymore. That's what usually happens. This is what I've been reading about emotional abuse and, you know, relationships. I've been really reading, I've been reading probably for the past, past two years about narcissism and verbal abuse and, you know, why men stay, why women stay and, you know, men confessing how they really ran off their wife and that it was their fault, even though they blamed their wife for everything, you know, during the marriage. But then the next thing you know, after the wife finally decided to leave, you know, an epiphany came upon them and they were just like, wow, it was, it, you know, it was me. Now that's not to say that there isn't a balance because of course, you know, two people in the relationship uh, in the marriage, of course, there's going to be, you know, equal mess ups. We just don't want you, I don't want you to run off your spouse with your verbal abuse. You know, you have to handle one another with care because if you don't, then the relationship does dissipate. The relationship does come to an end. It's nothing worse than seeing a brother you know, a spouse rather paying more attention on the outside than on the inside. You know, certain things break down a relationship and you know what you do in your marriage. You know how you are when you're not around your spouse. You know what you're thinking. You know that you could serve a little bit better. You know, you could be more attentive, more loving, more compassionate. Why am I saying these things? Because deep down inside, there's a little girl and a little boy who is hurting and needs to be healed in order to be a grown man and a grown woman fully functioning in a rightly, in a divinely inspired, divinely created relationship. And we, we miss the mark a lot of times. So brothers and sisters, how... Does sexual violence affect homes and communities? All of this has to do with relationships because if there's no healing, if there's no resolution, if there's no letting go of, if there's no affirmations, then your relationship does not reach its full capacity. And there will be some times of suffering and there will be lack because of the hurt. And it will always come up in an argument 
Oh my gosh. Yes, it will. Here we go, brothers and sisters. How does sexual violence affect, you know, the homes and communities? And the reason why we're asking this question is because the violence takes a toll on the homes and communities. You see it all over. And so we're getting down to it. How does this affect the black homes and communities? When I think about sexual violence and how it impacts black homes and black communities, um, it's sex and sexuality are incredibly intimate aspects of who we are as human beings. It's something critical to our humanity. And um, it's also, I think, uh, a very kind of revealing area of our lives when it comes to our histories of violence in this country, in America. The fact that three quarters of the women who are in prison are, are survivors of domestic abuse and that more than 80% of them have experienced some form of sexual abuse, usually in childhood. So I think it impacts families indirectly because, well, indirectly and directly because of the conversations that aren't had and the types of healing that can't happen until you're in a space where you can step into that truth and step into what happened to you and say, like, I am not my trauma. Right. And that's really hard. I, there's it takes people a long time. But I also think that it impacts families, especially when the perpetrator is in the family or the perpetrator is family. We, we're expected to keep it quiet and not um, uh, police or um, incarcerate our family members. Um, often, you know, when sexual uh, when sexual violence happens in a home, um, it happens by the hands of um, the person in power who also provides income for the family and um, or provides the legal status that the family needs to stay whole um, or to stay in this country and then incarcerating that person um, would really have drastic effects on the family so it's a um, tremendous uh, trauma and burden um, and, and something that is silenced in the black families and because of the history of sexual violence and because of Afro-descendant girls who grow up in households where their own mothers don't even talk about it, um, creates even more of a struggle of us finding a safe space to explore sexuality, especially when we're entering puberty. And I thought about the idea that from early as four, we're taught to protect ourselves from sexual violence all the time. Girls are. I don't think that this ha conversation happens with boys, but we're taught to protect ourselves. It's like, don't sit on men's laps. You know, close your legs. Um, don't wear that. You know, don't show your panties. You know, all these things we end up being taught, you know, that we have to protect ourselves from this kind of imminent violence. Um, it's weird because I feel like since girls end up really being the only ones taught to protect themselves from the violence, I feel like there ends up not being any accountability kind of on the other side. And so we end up, you know, blaming ourselves to some degree for the violence or thinking that we are the cause of the violence or maybe just accepting it. Brothers and sisters, when it comes to sexual violence in our communities, I can definitely say this. We have dropped the ball on being an open door 
for healing because it's so taboo. You know, it's very hush. I even know that even for what I experienced, because it's almost like once it happened to me, you know, um, once it happened to me, it just seemed as if it would attract certain type of spirits. And, you know, to have a family member touch you inappropriately is very devastating. To be violated by a male or female family member at whatever age is absolutely horrifying and disgusting. And then what is even more so disgusting is the aftermath and the ignorance of some family members who will not go to bat for you and will really say that you're lying, that this never happened. Over and over and over again, little girls and little boys with trauma in their eyes, with a sad countenance, disposition, completely saying something has happened to me and has someone has violated me. And then to have a parent look to the left or to the right and not engage. And then to listen and say, you're lying to beat a child for saying uncle such and such touched me, aunt such and such touched me, cousin this, cousin that, you know, violated me. And then to have the family members not do anything about it. Now that is disgusting. I know you know of one or more family members that have been a victim and have been a villain when it comes to inappropriately touching a family member, sexually violating them. Some have even gone so far as to penetrate their own family member, sodomize their own family member, sexually abuse their own family member. And it's just as bad even if it is not a family member. It's something that leaves a foul taste in your mouth, in your spirit, in your life. When a family member violates you. Those violations can lead to choice said sexual behaviors and lifestyles. I'm being very honest with you. I know for a fact I have a cousin who was violated and... I've mentioned this on the show before. She tried to tell the family member that their son had violated them and she was um, ostracized, called out to be a liar. But it's mighty funny. Four of us can't be lying, though. Mm, mm, mm. Four of us cannot be lying about being abused think back brothers and sisters to the time where if you have been in that situation where you tried to tell somebody you know what it felt like you know what it felt like to even get up the nerve even get up the nerve to say something you know and then being threatened to not say anything. You know what I mean? Oh, I just want to take the time out right now, my brothers and sisters, to 
first say to you, as you do know already, that wasn't your fault. And I really pray that you get the proper healing and counseling that you need. So you will be able to serve as a fully functioning human, that you will be healed and be able to be a blessing to someone else when all of what you've been through would say otherwise. I really want us all to get healing. Brothers and sisters, I came across another clip called The Truth About Sexual Abuse in the Black Community uh, with by Amanda Fitzpatrick. My name is Casey Pope, and I'm a survivor of childhood molestation. Oh, is that going to be hard for you? When I was first molested, I was 12 years old. I um, went through some things with my dad. He would fondle me. He would touch me in ways that I knew was inappropriate. The breaking point for me was he came up behind me and just started touching on me. He pushed me on the, on the floor, and he got on top of me, and he stopped. When I first received the call, I was in shock. I just couldn't understand. I mean, how could someone do this? I had a guilt that all of this time, it was like uh, this was happening, and I didn't know it. In high school, I was very angry, very depressed. I felt like I just couldn't take it anymore. I took like 50 plus pills and I just, I slowly, I felt myself like getting weak and weaker and weaker and I just laid there on the floor. I absolutely feel like God was telling me it was not my time. I know that I have a purpose here. God saved me, like he kept me. My life has been so good. You're going through something and you, you don't want to feel it. You don't want to go through it anymore. So you just want to end it all. But that's not the answer. People don't want to talk about it in the black community. I definitely think that abuse and suicide and depression is swept under the rug in, in the church. We're taught growing up, you know, whatever happens in this house stays in this house. No. No, I seek counseling every day. I wake up and I thank God. So I just want to live out my purpose and, and help someone. You have to keep going. You know, they say God will never put anything on you that you can't handle. I'm a survivor. Like, I'm still here. Brothers and sisters, you know, it... it, it it takes a lot to be able to open up and come out about something that has happened to you as traumatic as being sexually violated. Ugh. Oh, by a family member, you know, a, a parent, Ike. But you know what? We got to this. Something happened to them. Something is off. You know, something is off. A lot of times we repeat things that have happened to us. You know, um, unless we get the proper help. And so a lot of times these situations are generational. You know, I will never forget the time when I decided to go back and I was asked to do actually motivational speaking at a junior high school in California. And I remember sharing this before and I remember saying to my co-worker at the time or ex-co-worker I was like look you know if I can't talk about God if I can't talk about the Bible then I can't come because I cannot not speak about him because he is real he is true and he is who saved my life 
And so, you know, she said, fine, no matter, you know, no problem. So I said, look, I need you to write down everything that these young children are going through. You know, everything that they, anything that they have questions about, give it to me. We'll address, you know, let me read it so I can prepare because I want to come in there and attack the enemy. And so, hey, you know, I got these letters, got these cards and Lord have mercy. I promise you, I cried all night long sitting in my bed because little girls, little boys were talking about my grandfather is molesting me. My grandfather touched me. This happened. That happened. You know, eighth graders, y'all. Eighth and seventh graders, babies. And so I had to do my duty because once I come across that type of information, you know, it's I, I almost was like a mandated reporter. So I have to kind con- you know, you have to report these things to CPS and, and get these children help. And I'm so glad that I asked. But the whole point was sexual violence is at an all time high. See, that's why it's so important to have self-control. Self-control is your best friend if you would allow yourself to get into a relationship with self-control because self-control can help you to really stop entertaining and acting upon a thought that comes into your head. Self-control can keep you from touching your family member. Self-control can even keep you from having those thoughts. Self-control. Now, impulse and urge, when used with a deadly concoction of lack of self-control can have you engaging in behaviors that are not natural, that are disgusting, that abuse your body, that put you in a state of mind that you are not supposed to be in, that will have you craving flesh that is not for you to crave, that will have you acting in strange, demonic ways that you are not supposed to act in. If you don't use self-control, you may end up sleeping with a horse. Now, some of you saying you've gone too far. No, I have not because you have heard of bestiality. Bestiality is when one decides to lay with an animal and engage in disgusting demonic acts that they would call sexual. Okay. Pornography has, is a portal that is created to skew and fry your desires, your natural desires. And it is designed to inappropriately teach you how to lay with someone. It is designed to teach you how to unappreciate the gift of coming together as a man and a woman Many people have learned, quote unquote, really unlearned how to be through pornography. And pornography is so wicked that it even has categories that are so disgusting that appease and appeal to several people. You would be surprised 
I hope you would be surprised. I hope you are not so desensitized by what goes on around you. You'd be surprised at some of the things that people quote unquote climax off of. It is horrible. And those same spirits permeate the mind where someone has to have it at all times. You know, I always hear we're men. We, you know, that's all we think about is sex. Why would you dumb yourself down like that, brothers? Why would you dumb yourself down like that? You know, I'm a man and you know, I got to, uh, who taught you how to be a man? See, now we're getting to the root of it because you know, they're giving out pink slips every day to teachers. So who taught you how to be a man? Because most of, most of the lessons that you learned were to teach you how to defile yourself and then how to defile women and then to defile the community. Okay. So when it comes to how to be a man, when it comes to how to be a woman, my question is, who taught you? What taught you? And are you able to unlearn it if you know it's toxic? Because if you are a man and you just got to have sex all the time, then you have an imbalance. Because you're supposed to be working. <laughs> you're supposed to be living by the sweat of your brow. You are supposed to be the provider. How can you provide if you're so busy trying to ejaculate? I'm serious. You were not designed to have sex on the brain all the time. That's too much pornography, too much, too much over, you know, sexual, you know, sexual, uh, a lot of sexual exposure to things that are corrupt. A lot of exposure to things that are sexually corrupt. There we go. You know, playboy. Penthouse, Hustler, Smooth, King, you know, all these images that are, 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 are there before your eyes and they destruct you. And so now you don't know how to function because the world is teaching you instead of the word. Come see a man. I'm serious about that. A lot of you are, are, are functioning as men because your father wasn't around. At some point, although it is crucial, but at some point we're going to have to, we're going to have to come to grips with the fact that daddy wasn't around. Same thing for sisters. Oh, my daddy wasn't around. That doesn't mean you still got to go and get with a 75 year old man. That doesn't mean you have to go out here and slut yourself out. Self. Control, brothers and sisters, is one of the things that are lacking in relationships. And that is why we have the horrible pains of sexual abuse and violence in our communities. Wow. Society is a nasty teacher. Society is almost a witch. Society is very crafty. Society knows how to just blow the wind. And make people follow what society says, what society says, what society says. You don't even, you haven't even seen society. You haven't even met society. Who is society? Where do they meet? 
Show me so we can perform an exorcism on society. Because society has little girls posing with their hands on their hips in sexually suggestive poses while pedophiles on Instagram peruse on the pages and they look at these little girls that you say, little mama looks so cute and they sitting there plotting and planning and masturbating and having wicked evil thoughts over your child, society says. Society says that it's okay. Society says you can do this. Society says what's good is bad and what's bad is good. Society who is society? Society also put out pornography. Society says pornography is okay to watch. Society says it's okay to be sexually immoral. Do your own thing. Do you. If you like it, I love it. I'm not that type of sister. Okay? You're not going to get to either you're going to like me or you're not. But I am not going to be the type of friend, the type of sister, the type of queen that's going to sit there and say, if you like it, I love it. And I see that you are in a full-blown relationship with a horse. Okay, I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, whatever floats your boat. You're I, I don't see I've never seen a boat floating on mud and I, I, I maybe on raw sewage, but never on mud. I mean, I'm serious about this this evening. I'm not going to say if you like it, I love it. If what you're doing is bringing harm to the community. I'm not going to say it if what you're doing is bringing harm to yourself. I'm just not going to do it. See, you've got to understand that if I say, if you like it, I love it, then I am endorsing and encouraging wicked behavior and foulness to continue to go on. How am I accountable for you if I see that you're doing something that's wrong or if your thoughts are wrong? You know, at some point, somebody has to be right. But I can't say if you like it, I love it. Yeah, you know, I'm into, you know, and listen, like pedophilia. I'm not going to tell you if you like it. I love it. You nasty son of a son of a son of a. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you that. You're off. There's no way you could be in a fully functioning relationship with another human. If that is something that is plaguing you. Yes, you can be delivered from it, but I'm telling you, I'm not going to say if you like it, I love it. I'm not going to say that it's okay for a grown man to come after little boys and little girls. I'm not, I'm never going to say that, but society will say it's okay. See, brothers and sisters, you're going to have to choose who you belong to. Do you belong to society or are you a child of the most high God? Who do you belong to? Are you a part of this world or have you been removed from this world? Has your mind been renewed? Have you been ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can get a grip on the things that are impacting our relationships and our communities? Sexual violence, society says. Society says, brothers and sisters, we are in an epidemic. Our relationships, 
are on the front line and they have been attacked. They are under attack. We have so much to cover, brothers and sisters. So much to cover. We have to get into how the sexual abuse and the sexual behaviors lead to people marrying people who are living deceptive lifestyles. We're going to talk about living a down low lifestyle, both men and women. It's not just men who are on the down low, women too. It's not just a brother thing. It's not just a sister thing. You know, all nations are engaging in this. But because I am a sister and I am focused on my brothers and sisters, we're going to talk about it in our communities. I have a clip. I won't be playing it this evening because we're going to close the show out. But I do have some more clips that I'm going to play that are going to blow your mind. We will continue the second part of the culture climate next Thursday. I mean, we're not going to skip a beat, but I definitely wanted to break the ground on tonight's episode because it's real. We've got to talk about it. Oh, we're going to talk about sexually transmitted diseases. You cannot lay with just anybody. I don't endorse that, brothers and sisters. I am not for that whole free love type stuff. You can get mad if you want to, but what won't happen for me is that on this assignment, I got to stand before the Most High God and give an account for what I said and what I did, and I'm holding back because I don't want to offend you, but I know that what I need to say needs to be said so healing can take place. I'm telling telling you if your knee hurts then you cannot go to the doctor and talk about your elbow so I got to keep it 100 with you brothers and sisters yeah this may get to a point to where you're like wow she's really going there sure am buckle up and mature up brothers and sisters because it is real we will get into sexually transmitted diseases we will talk about sodomy we will talk about perverse behaviors we will talk about uh we will find there's a clip that i have about people who have been delivered from living a homosexual lifestyle oh it's real we will i got clips about sisters coming home and catching brothers in the act with other brothers and vice versa it's real in the field and i'm going to provide it for you i want you to live a natural lifestyle yes i said it I'm not going to sit here and just say something just so I can keep listeners. I'm for the better. Okay. You were created to function as a full male and a full female. And if you are not living in that, you're lazy and you need to get a job. I'm serious about that, brothers and sisters. I'm so serious about that. We will be back after this commercial break. On the Sister Speaks show, Tuesday, January 2nd, coming to the stage. Wednesday, January 3rd, the premiere of the search efforts. Thursday, January 4th, the culture climate. Friday, January 5th, the laugh line. Saturday, January 6th, the tour with Ms. Stiletto. And Sunday, January 7th, the platform with Danielle Lee. The Sister Speaks show, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action. A talk show for great minds that create, inspire, and evolve. 
Brothers and sisters, I thank you for listening to The Culture Climate. This is your host, Ayana. We are live on the Sister Speak show, okay? Now, I know that, you know, look, we're talking about relationships. And I know some of you like, well, girl, you know, maybe maybe this show and, and, the, and the way that the subject matter is flowing is not for you. Look, I'm not going to sit up here and talk about penis sizes all day, okay? That's not what this podcast is about. I'm not going to talk about certain things that you can catch on any other podcast i'm going somewhere with this okay i'm about the healing process so i will talk about these subjects it will be raw it will be real and it will be rebuking but we gonna make it brothers and sisters so this evening as i close out i want to encourage you brothers and sisters to start the process of letting go okay we're going to get to a point to where we can deal with what has happened because I want you to get married. I, and if you are married, I want your marriage to flourish. But there's some things that have affected you as a young boy. There's some things that have affected you as a young girl. And they have rolled over into adulthood and we need to deal with it. So there won't be any abusive situations. So there won't be any sexual violence, situ- sexually violent situations. So there won't be any STDs. So there won't be any horses. <laughs> I'm serious. Anyway, brothers and sisters, listen. Tomorrow, I want you to listen live to the Laugh Line, Friday, January 5th, the Laugh Line live on the Sister Speaks show. I'm going to cut loose on that show. I love to laugh, love humor, love comedy. I want you to come home, get your listening tickets, kick back, relax with the Sister Speaks show, with the Laugh Line on the Sister Speaks show, because we are dedicated to providing you with no reckless entertainment, just responsible listening nourishment and a good time you have been listening to the cultural renaissance platform that influences a climate that is conducive to who you are and who you should be this is the sister speak show a talk show that will keep your mind and soul informed energized and encouraged brothers and sisters i want to thank all of you all for listening the Netherlands, Jamaica, Australia, and the United States. Thank you. Shout out to all the people who are listening and not following. I want you to follow the Sister Speaks show. We have a lot of plays. So I thank you all for playing the Sister Speaks show on demand. The reception has been wonderful. Don't forget that the special guests who will be on the Sister Speak show are dynamic and impacting the communities with their passions. You've been listening to The Culture Climate. I'm your host, Ayana. I hope you have a wonderful night. I hope you have a wonderful morning. And I will talk to you tomorrow live on the Laugh Line. Until we speak again, you have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Part two of the Culture Climate will air next Thursday. Stay tuned.